Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. Welcome to our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. In today's episode, Transition. Ooh, we've all been through those. Several times. Some um, uh, initiated by us and at least me, I know. Well, no, but you too, of course. We both have uh, had them initiated by others. Yes, absolutely. I come from like the policing world and the government world, so it doesn't happen as often, but it does happen a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, wow, um, I was just writing a, a, some, um, I've decided I'm going to, I'm thinking of writing another book and I started writing again over the weekend and I was reflecting upon my transition. Uh, and it's so interesting when you think from hindsight, when you think from distance, um, you know, some of the things that I experienced and some of the things that I thought and some of the, th- th- some of the ways I reacted, um, you know, in hindsight, I, now I'm smiling at myself and thinking, oh yeah, that's, yeah, yeah you know, the, it's actually some of the things I coach right now is how to receive feedback and, and, uh, I, I was, lo- and there's this great study, uh, about the fear of feedback, which walks through, uh, four stages of which people experience when they receive tough feedback. And uh, your being transitioned is probably one of the toughest ones. And right. I was sitting there uh, on on Sunday just writing some stuff, and I was thinking, oh, my goodness, I went through all of those. This is before I was aware of the, you know, the um, shock to brooding to uh, blaming to uh, self-sabotage stages of getting feedback. And transition is one of those ones where – you know, uh, it can be, uh, if it's not um, uh, initiated by you, it can be pretty tough. Well, you go through a, like the grief process and there's nothing better than talking to somebody that's been through it. If you've never been through it and you're trying to negotiate it yourself, it, it's a very difficult time. And it's great that, you know, uh, I've been through some transitions, you've been there and, and just having somebody else to talk it through. Uh, makes it a much more, uh, it, it's easier to negotiate. Not that it, it's it's ever easy, but it's certainly better to go through it when you're talking with somebody that has the same perspective as you, that's been through it. I, yeah, I agree. And you know, what's really interesting is I know we're going to talk about positive transition and maybe negative transition or whatever you want to call it, the transition that you have no control over. But even with the positive, I was coaching someone last week who is in the process of considering uh, other opportunities proactively. Uh, and they are uh, part of their journey, their struggle, their balancing act is thinking about how do I support my folks that currently work for me? How do I support the message if I move to another organization going forward, how do I, you know, they care about the organization. It's just that the opportunity that's in front of them is so much better. And so, but so it is a thought process, whether or not you're initiating it or it's being initiated uh, on you. Well, just what you've said there, even a good transition has some elements of concern around it. You know, you feel people might've come to your, your team or group because you were the one running it. Now you're leaving. Uh, even the good transitions have uh, a certain dynamic to them. Yeah, I agree 100%. So let's set the stage here. Uh, Greg and I have been friends for a long time. We just spent seven minutes in a very technical discussion about mics because Greg is in his house and I'm in my house. We're doing this over Zoom because I'm still not 100% and I, I don't want to get him sick, but uh, we had a very intense seven minutes. 
Although I would uh, let the audience know that we did have breakfast together, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure. And, and then you called me, uh, you know, yesterday and said, "Well, I'm I'm still not feeling well." And the word "still" kind of pondered in my head a little bit. <laughs> so no, dude, I wanted we were, breakfast. I wanted breakfast. I know, I know, I know. Well, and I'm and I'm grateful. You know, another friend of mine who I was supposed to have lunch with this week uh, called and said they've tested positive for COVID. Mm. There's still lots going on and. Now, why not be extra cautious in care for your friends and, and that type of thing? Well, the uh, thing so. is, at 7.30 in the morning, I feel great. Now that it's uh, like 4.24 on a Monday afternoon, I don't feel so good. I'm tired. Like, I, it's yeah. just it's just after a full day of work, you know, I, I do feel a little under the weather. But uh, we had a great, uh, great conversation about technology. And in the end, it was the mute button. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You know, like... When in doubt, check the mute. Check That's the mute. That's always the case. And we're, we're, this was it. Uh, it was like it was like I was blown away. I thought you said the sounds sounds pretty good, that type of thing. And then all of a sudden, I realized uh, I plugged something in and it wasn't working. So I can now I can't hear you anymore. And I, we thought, what was it? And then there's the oh yeah, that big red dot flashing in my head that's <laughs> in front of me that says mute. And there's nothing more frustrating than the two of us trying to talk about technology because it's not our first love. Remotely over Zoom, trying to figure out what's wrong. Yeah, and you are much further ahead, my friend, than I am in technology. So uh, you're not here to really uh, investigate. So hey, we worked it out. It sounds good. Uh, so uh, let's move on here. Uh, we've both been managers or leaders or supervisors for most of our careers. We both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're going to start at the perspective of the employee and we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations and we're always going to have a good discussion. So transition is the title for today. You have a sudden or ongoing work environment where you experience some or all of the following. You are transitioned out of the organization. No context or explanation is provided. You are transitioned into a new role. Again, no context or explanation is provided. There are several people transitioned out of the organization. Again, no context is provided. You make the decision to transition to a new role or organization. It isn't received well, and there's other dynamics involved as well. You want to make a change either in role or organization. You are unsure if you should do it and what the reaction will be. So Greg, what's up? How important is this subject and how does it affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, it's interesting because you, you know, I, I did read through it ahead of time and, and thank uh, you. I, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I was going to say we, you know, each of these are slightly different, but in all of them, you know, the world is full of transition. Stuff is happening so uh, dramatically, things are changing. And so the reality is that, and you said this earlier in the conversation, if you haven't been transitioned, you, you, you may be transitioned or someone around you is definitely going to get transitioned because things are changing. And, and uh, boy, oh boy, I was talking to someone the other day in pharma business and, and uh, they're 10% down. And then I heard Facebook is laying off another 100 or another 1,000 people or a couple thousand people with regards to it. Then I heard another group that is hiring um 500 people so it's 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 if it if it hasn't happened to you or someone around you it will happen and key into all of this is how you do it you know change is gonna happen um and when we don't 
when we're not thoughtful about that change, when we don't think about the ripple effect, the impact on others around you, on the individuals themselves, you just lose momentum. It is, it is, it is, it's the, it's the most important thing that you can think about is what is the impact of this decision? Uh, how do we communicate the why? It's all the setup. And, you know, when you don't do it, it sends people in spin. It lowers productivity. I, I have seen great transitions in organizations. I'm, I told you the story, I think, of uh, one of the biggest transitions was a closing of a big plant in a small community. And it was a long period of time that we were transitioning that close. But how we managed it, that plant produced at record levels uh, for the period of time during the close. Um, we actually helped support, but it was very supportive. It was very clear. It was very, it was a choice that was outside of control, but it's how you manage it. And often transitions are outside of your control. So if you're a manager and you are forced to reduce um, uh, folk, a number of folks, sometimes you don't have control, but you do have control on how you do it and how you communicate it. So uh, I think, uh, boy, it can spit out control or it can actually accelerate productivity if done well. I agree with you. It, it, it's all about how you communicate it, not just setting it up, but also afterwards as well. Mm. Um, you know, how you support people, how do you talk to those people? I've seen transitions done just horrifically and I've seen them done well. Like you say, you know, things change and the dynamics in an organization or a business changes and you have to do what you have to do. But how you treat people uh, is so important, not only to the company, but to their self-worth as well. And, uh, you know, if it's just cut and that's it, gone, and it's done in a very impersonal way, and, uh, you know, th that can have devastating effects on people. It can make them angry or doubt themselves, put them into uh, a really uh, difficult grief period. I agree with you. It isn't just the setup, but also afterwards, how you continue to deal with them as, as things play out. But... Uh, yeah, let's jump in. So as a manager or leader, what can you do to assist in this situation? Context is everything. What can you share? There is a need for a healthy dialogue around this. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, of course, much of my career is in human resources. and uh, Really? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes human resources folks have this fear of... Uh, just get in and get out, especially when there's a termination. And sometimes that is true. You really have to, you know, create the risk of of things in some cases. And usually, but those are a small percentage. Something big has happened, and and uh, you you know, it's just like move and move the person out. But I've always leaned into context um, and care when you are dealing with um, transition giving folks a little bit of information you know most people understand it if it's a performance thing it can be a little more challenging but if you've managed it well they actually should understand it and you can point back to this is what we've done and here's where we're at but if it's a structural change and that type of thing sometimes you just got to provide the context around i think the more you can lean into a little bit of information and balanced with a lot of care, it makes such a difference. And there is a difference, I believe, between, you know, structural changes or roles changes and, and those, uh, 
uh, with cause type of situations where somebody's just behaved uh, grievously and has damaged uh, you know other people around or or thinking things like that. But the, these other scenarios, I agree with you. Context is so important. You know, I've had a couple moves and uh, in over my career, and it's like, you know, why? You know, <laughs> I remember I was asked to do this one job. I go, you know, I don't know anything about that. And two, I don't particularly like that either. And, you know, there's been times when they just need somebody to go somewhere and it, it's probably, it probably would have been better in that situation for somebody to sit there and talk to me for 20 minutes and exactly tell me why I'm going there and what they expect me to do in that situation. Transition is sometimes just changing roles or going to another department or whatever like that. Mm. And there, there's a couple of scenarios. Like at the same time, I, I got to tell you, I've been moved around a lot and I got so much experience, especially on the police side of things. And like afterwards I go, you know, spending three years in one place and moving on is the best thing in the world because you gain such an experience thing. But at the time that you're, you're transitioning, maybe moving to a new role, one that you didn't initiate, the context becomes very, very, very important. Yeah. And you know, we miss stuff, right? I mean, just as a leader, you, you miss an engagement moment because if you have an opportunity to say, Hey, Alistair, we're going to move you over to here. And this is a, you know, this is a not. Uh, do you want it? This is what we're going to do. But I want to tell you a little bit about what's behind it. And, you know, in your last three roles, here's what we saw your ability to do. And this is what we really need to happen in this area. We we think that you have the capability to do it. It will also be a stretch assignment that allows you to continue to grow. We see you have a future here in different areas, and this will broaden your perspective and equip you as you continue to grow in the organization. How long did that take? And again, I might not completely agree with it, but what it tells me is they've actually thought through this. They actually know me. You know, we talk about engagement. No, do they know me? Do they value me? And do they see my contribution to the organization? All three of those can be done fairly quickly. Uh, it's got to be real. It's got to be authentic. But but uh, it's a missed it's a missed opportunity when you don't say something. This is the need of the organization, and this is why we think that you can meet that need. And sometimes mm -hmm. the move is just a temporary thing. They need somebody to fill in and do something, whatever, just say that. And yeah. uh, I agree with you. I, I don't think enough time, enough quality time, not quantity, quality time is spent having these types of conversations. Yeah. And even if you don't have um, control over it, right? Think about what can I say in the moment that doesn't damage the organization, but still can provide some context. I mean, for me, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Alistair, I wasn't involved in this decision. But as I reflect upon the move, here's the things that are bubbling up for me of how this can be helpful for you. Um, here's the things that I want to do to help support you as you go in the transition. And here's what I've appreciated about you. That's that I nothing to do with. It's just how am I showing up in that moment for you as you go through the transition? I agree. I agree. And the next two I'm going to put together, Greg, uh, transition caused people to be unsettled. And transitions can cause you as a leader to be unsettled as well. Uh, it's, it's a given, you know, there's a change coming, uh, whether somebody's leaving or moving over or whatever is happening, uh, it causes people to be unsettled and perhaps yourself as well. And that's something you have to acknowledge and just, uh, adjust for. Yeah. And the next one is, do you have enough information is, you know, how you, how you settle things is just by sharing what you know. And, and, and what you're going to do to help support the person through that process. 
So that last example that I said, that's all it was. I have no control over it. But what I do know is that if transition is hard and it can be unsettling, but if I know that you care about me, if I know that you're thinking about me and if I know that you're going to support me, and if I know you're giving me as much information as possible, the unsettlement will still be there, but it'll be a lot less. So what can I do in this moment to, to settle myself and the other person who's involved in this change? What, what, what is, you know, what's the role that I can play? And it might just be listening, um, but there's a role that you can play as a manager. And you foreshadowed the, the next point. Is there enough support for the employees and yourself, those that have left and those left behind? Ooh, this is a good one. And that last statement is a is the biggie, right? Because sometimes we do a good job of helping the people who are transitioned, right? We we do a good job of making sure that they we've got outplacement, we've got uh, extra support, and we and to those things, which is really important. And you do want to because how you treat people on the way out, everybody else who's left is watching um, very closely, it, it, very closely. However. Often what we don't is we don't think about the impact of those that are left because they are watching and um, we just assume them to pick stuff up, especially if we're, we're cutting numbers of people, you know, we, we, oh, by the way, you're now taking on this additional responsibility. Um, you know, there's all those things that you're thinking about. So how do you ensure that folks understand the context going back to the first point? Um, how can you show empathy? You know what? It that was it was we've had a tough couple of days where a number of our colleagues are no longer with us and they've had to we've had to make some really difficult decisions. And we know that it's hard. It's hard for us. And and I imagine that it's hard for you. One, just to just to lose friends who are working together. Um and here's the reason why. Uh, and here's what we're gonna try to do to move forward, and we want to have a conversation around it. Like understand those and those leave behind folks often we just we just figure we got to get onto it and i get there's lots of pressures and you got to move forward and you got to do it but boy oh boy that care and empathy um be present the other thing that i'm not sure if it's a little i did read this but whether it's later on is is become more present so in transition if you're a manager often what we do is it's awkward so we tend to whether we know it or not we tend to hide more and the you got to do the opposite you got to be out there uh, and um, amongst folks that are that are left behind um, to be available for conversation to check in it doesn't have to be deep conversations but the more you're available you're able to have those conversations when when it comes up i had a situation greg where um i was managing a group of people and a couple of people were transitioned out and uh, I went to one of uh, one of my bosses and I said, listen, I'm getting the crew together. I need you to be there to show them support. And the person at first was, you know, was kind of, uh, I don't really want to go type deal. And I said, no, you have to come with me and you have to show support for these people. So these people know that everything's okay now. And the person did come in and was like 110% what I needed that person to be. The people, like I could have said whatever I wanted, but I wasn't the person they needed to hear from. They needed to hear from somebody senior to me. And that person showed up and did exactly what they needed to do. And and so you could see people just kind of nodding. They weren't happy with what happened, but they understood what happened. And they understood that the rest of the team was secure and everything was good. And uh, I appreciate that person coming up. I know they'd had a long day and they'd been involved in a bunch of stuff. 
And I said, listen, I need you to do this. You need to come with me to have this, this conversation. Mm. It, it doesn't have to be long. It just, it's a five minute conversation. I need you to reaffirm these people. And, the, and this person came up and they did it a great job with it. I love that. And you know what? I think there's, there's, uh, that's a really important point that if you're the manager and folks on your team have been impacted and you don't have any control over those decisions and kind of going forward. Sometimes we get stuck into, again, it's almost that feedback, that mode of that brooding mode and then blaming mode. HR has not done, has given us the right support. My manager hasn't done this. Whatever is the complaint that you're doing, uh, you know, think about what can I do? And sometimes that is um, going to your boss like you did and said, hey, um, you know what? I really appreciate it. I know you're swamped. I know this has been a tough day, but for my team to settle and to move forward, I would really appreciate it if you could do this. Well, go to HR, talk to the folks, you know, be kind, but but don't be afraid to ask for that support, the additional things that you can do. Um, often we they want to ask and actually gives them an outlet to be a part of it. It helps your boss in moving through and having, if you're with them to articulate and going forward, because they're spinning as well. That earlier point is transitions can cause you to be unsettled as a manager. Well, guess what? No one wants to do, especially when it's the difficult transitions, no one wants to do that. Um, and um, and so uh, helping them, give them a voice and support is good as well. And you mentioned something earlier about being present. Uh, the best organizations I've been involved in when something has happened, the bosses have gotten out of their office and walked around and, mm -hmm. you know, the, everybody knew what they could say, what they couldn't say. And they went around and just, uh, were reaffirming with people. They were present. It wasn't that they were all hiding out in an office somewhere and let's hope that, that the storm blows off. No, they walked around and sometimes you have to have a difficult conversation with some, somebody. And sometimes you just showing up as a boss when something serious has happened gives everybody a lot of confidence and makes them feel more secure. Guess what? You're paid to be the boss, whatever that level is. And that means that this is part of your job is getting out there, engaging with people, making sure people know that they're supported, uh, answer whatever questions you can. If, you know, and there's nothing wrong with saying, listen, Greg, I, uh, you know, what you're asking is very personal to that person. And I'm not going to, I can't comment on it just to let you know that they've been supported or, you know, uh, you know, th th this has happened. It's unfortunate, but they are being supported in this transition. And, uh, uh, you know, if you want to talk to them, be all, you know, by all means talk to them, but, uh, you have to be out there. You have to walk the floor or whatever that version is for you. Uh, it's what you're paid to do, not hiding away in your office or in a conference room with other bosses. I agree. And you know, it, it equally applies to the positive transitions. We're talking about yeah. the challenging transitions, but I mean, often we don't do a, we just post the announcement of the restructuring and the promotion, uh, equally get out there and get excited and say, you know, we're, uh, you buy the problem, buy the cake, yeah, buy the cake. We want to excel, uh, we want to celebrate with Alistair's promotion to here. Here are the things that, that we saw in Alistair and he was able to bring forward that, that we think he's now going to be able to do this. And, you know, that even if he's going to another team, we're going to miss him, but he's really contributed there. And we're excited about that opportunity. Even saying that, you know what it does? It creates that safe space that I can one, go to another team. We've talked about that in some of our other podcasts is when people hold on to people um, and that won't keep people in your organization. Celebrating movement is equally important and being out there and talking it up uh, equally important as the, it is with the ch more challenging transitions. 
And the next point, um, you know, and we, we talked about that it may be a positive transition where somebody's getting promoted or they're moving to a new place in the company, or maybe they're leaving the company and going to a new opportunity. Are there healthy conversations with employees on what their goals are and steps they can take? Maybe we support them by allowing them to leave the organization. And uh, I've seen a lot of this. You and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago on one of the podcasts. Like I've seen over the last four or five months, so many people that I used to work with uh, moving on from organizations or moving laterally or up in organizations. And, uh, you know, do we, you know, in prelude to that during regular uh, evaluations or check-ins and stuff, do we support people? And we've talked about the boomerang effect and how healthy it is to encourage people to do things. It's difficult if somebody leaves and they have a very specific skill set and, and corporate knowledge. But at the same time, if they're going to leave, they're going to leave at some point. And why wouldn't we have a healthy conversation about that and maybe even plan for the impact of that? Yeah, you know, we think that we can hold on to people. It's just, it's so funny, especially really good, strong people. Uh, what a better opportunity is then to have conversations around where they're at, what they can do. If they don't see a pathway forward, then be planful about it. And then when someone says, yeah, well, Alistair is going, oh, yes, actually, I've been working with Alistair for the last six months, knowing that he was looking for something that we couldn't give. But we think that Alistair could come back to us. And at the same time, we've been really coaching and bringing Mary up. And our internal succession plan has such that we're equally excited to share. You sound like a great manager, Greg. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, I haven't always been, but being authentic, creating that safe, brave space for people to be able to uh, be honest where they're at, what they need and, and uh, where they're going. Uh, Like, Oh my goodness. Like, why don't we have more of those conversations? Um, People will be drawn to that kind of environment. Uh, It's hard because the risk is that people will leave you, but guess what? The big news flash is people will leave you. Either way. Mm-hmm. And are there discussions for the employees to take part in around future uh, about what's going on in the organization? Often transition comes after the company uh, or the organization is deciding that they need to change their model or do whatever. Are there opportunities that get uh, you know employees actually in those discussions rather than, oh, something's happening. We don't know anything about it. Um, perhaps depending on what you do and what the situation is, if there's an opportunity for, for employees to, to be able to take part in some of those discussions, it's probably, you know, a healthier situation. Yeah. And sometimes it's good to just proactively add that to the question set that you're having with folks. So it might be something like, um, you know, we've obviously made some change and we've shrunk in this area and that type of thing. And some of you might be thinking, well, what about my career path? Where are the potential opportunities that we have? And and we want to continue to look at areas of what we can grow in place right now with you. So we'd love to set up some conversation with you. So you can proactively throw it out. Most of the time we know what are the kinds of questions that are going to be bubbling in people's heads. And if you can bring that up, if, the, if your team members aren't bringing that up, then bring it up yourself. You know, is this the last layoff? Is this the last transition that's going to happen this year? Many of you may be thinking that. Um, is that a question that you're thinking that, you know, is that, yeah, it is. Okay, well, here's what I know today. And and here's what my commitment is to you. So whatever the questions aren't bubbling up, again, as a manager, if you can help them bubble up and give them as much data as possible, that does that settling point. And part of it might be, what are my opportunities in the future? I like that. I like that. And kind of the underlying thought here, 
uh, question to ask yourself is what type of organization do I want to work in? As a manager, as a leader, what do I want that organization to look like? And am I taking the necessary steps? Do I have the right attitude? Do I have the right behaviors to, to help make that happen? Yeah. And again, you can control what you can control. You know, like I, I'm like a broken record with Stephen Covey. I think it's Stephen Covey's circle of control, circle of influence, circle of concern. So I might not be able to make the big change, but I can create the kind of culture I want within the space that I have. Uh, and so that might mean giving a little bit more information that might be stepping in, of course, following the policies of the organization, but um, yeah, it starts with what's the environment that I want to create within my controller influence and, and then do it. Uh, and if you, if that control and influence gets shrunk, 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 so you can't do much, then you got to make another choice. And that might be to go and find an organization where I can influence and, 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 um, contribute to the kind of culture that I want. So as an employee, what can we do to assist in the situation? Uh, I'm going to throw the first two together, be a good listener, keep an open mind, even when it's difficult and what you're hearing is very difficult. Mm, that's yeah. And the, actually the next one is beautiful fit right into that. Ask a lot of questions. If you are a good listener, if you are open-minded, even with the biggest churn, then you're going to ask really good questions. You know, you're going to be able to articulate. And this is again, where the three unarguable statements are, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that there's going to be a lot of people worried. And so I'm wondering if we have a sense of this, is this the, the first or the last of the transitions? Um, uh, I'm, I'm curious because I know uh, people really loved Alistair and he was a good teammate. Um, can you share a little bit of how we're supporting our transitions? So you can be a leader in place that, that asks the questions in a way that aren't like you guys are a bunch of idiots. Uh, but, but, Hey, I'm wondering, uh, tell me more. Are you able to all those kinds of things? Those are things that you can ask some really good questions that not only help settle you, but will help sell others and may help your boss articulate what they need to articulate to help, um, maintain a sense of engagement and focus. And if you need, or have decided to make a change that includes a transition, so maybe you're getting promoted or you're going to another area of the company or you're going somewhere else, take the necessary steps to do so. Do not feel guilty and don't look back. Quite often people, well, you know, I don't want to leave my friends. I don't want to leave this group of people in the, in the lurch. You know, I do a very specific job and all these things. And I've heard people kind of waffle and it's like, take the job. Like what, like, I'm sorry, like this opportunity is here. It's what you want to do. You do a great job in what you're doing now, but this is the next step for you. What are you talking about? Go. You do not have to feel guilty. You've done your job. Move on. If this is the thing you want to do and you're going for all the right reasons, do not feel guilty. People do, but don't feel guilty. Yeah. You know what? I always say, like, be thoughtful and um, think about what's the impact to others around you. Um and some of our personalities are such though, when we do that, we think we can't go because if we go, this will hurt this person, this will hurt this person. But if you, you got, this is where often you, you will say at, uh, at the end of all of our podcasts, who are you talking to? Well, this is another one of those, or who are you talking to? So yeah. as you're making those decisions, um, have a conversation with someone who is close enough that knows you, 
but not close enough that's influenced by it and just have them. And having a sounding board is beautiful here because it will help you put into perspective. Often I will sit with folks and have them kind of design the 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 five questions or the five filter, four or five filter questions that really help guide them as to how they make decisions and where they're going. And those are often good, but having that extra set of ears and a voice for you to check in with is so key. Greg, I made a, I made a, a transition years and years and years ago. Uh, I was working with one person and a person that I'd worked with historically in a bunch of different settings was coming to where I, you know, we were all working and, uh, you know, the bosses that said, listen, do you want to team up with so-and-so again? I go, absolutely. And so I didn't get a chance to talk to the person that I was working with presently. And the, the announcement, somebody just came in and made an odd, odd, odd uh, remark about what was going to happen. And it's like the guy, you know, the person across the desk is looking at me. I'm looking at them and it just was not handled right. Like I was going to take the person out for coffee. We're going to discuss some things and just, you know, you know, give some context to what this move was that I was going to be making. And I didn't get that opportunity. Somebody just outed me, um, kind of ad hoc and it, Mm. it wasn't very helpful, but you know, how you're telling people, uh, is really, really important as well. Right. And often a transition is what was needed, although at first it doesn't seem like it. Take advantage of the situation, discover what you really want to do. If something comes down and maybe you're even surprised by it, it doesn't look like a good thing. Um, really take advantage of the situation, try to understand what's going on. And there's a certain point where you decide, you know, do I go? Is this something I'm, I'm down for? Uh, but rather than jump quick or have a really bad reaction to it and say things that you can't take back, really important, take advantage of this, discover what's going on and just, you know, try to figure out what you want to do at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I understand what this is. I understand what it is going forward and who's involved and, uh, what do I want to do now? Yeah. And you know, there's often lots of support that's given with these things. And I don't know how many times that I have, um, seen people not take advantage of the kind of support outplacement resume building community building around that uh, even even counseling to get through the anger because we're going to go through if if this is something that's been put on you you know the sarah model or whatever or those transitions that i talked about earlier where it's that uh, shock brooding you know blaming others and then self-sabotage you don't want to get down to that self-sabotage and i have seen people spin out of control and just be angry and lose months of time when or, they years. Could be, or years or years they could be reinvesting and repositioning themselves as someone who's gone through it and actually found a brighter uh, uh, pathway out of it than I was even in. And I've heard more people that have looked back and said, wow, you know what, that was a tough time. But through the support I had, I discovered some new things and I moved into something else. And because even sometimes we know when something is coming. So I would just highly recommend if you're given something, be angry. That's okay. Um, Let it out that's okay, but don't let it go too long because the longer you keep it in, it's only going to hurt you and your loved ones versus diving into the kind of support that's provided. Well, you've set up the last point really, really well there, Greg. It's like, yeah, you could read it or something. Um, If the transition was a bad situation, and I think we've all been involved in at least one really bad situation, talk it out, 
at some point you have to accept the situation. So the last stage in the grief model is acceptance. Uh, and at some point it, you may find it helpful to forgive the principles involved. And I don't mean you go up to them and say, I, I, I forgive you. No, this is just you within you. This is a gift to you at a certain point, you know, if somebody's treated you badly or you just didn't think you got a good shake and everything. And maybe it was just handled badly. At some point you have to accept that this happened and, and, you know, grab whatever resources you can find a new path for yourself. At some point though, forgiving the people involved is probably a pretty healthy thing for you because you don't want to, you don't want to take that, that, uh, those feelings, you know, into your next job, into your next opportunity. You don't want to take it home every day, you know, dealing it's important to deal with those feelings, but at a certain point you have to hit the acceptance button and perhaps the next stage after that, when you're ready is to actually forgive the people that you, that they might've outright wronged you for sure. Yeah. It's interesting because my, my transition, uh, it actually took a while. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm the kind of personality that, that outwardly people might've not known. Uh, but you know, I would let you're churning sleep. inside, man. I'm churning inside and I would let little comments go about that person, what they did and their lack of skills and their lack of abilities and all that type of thing. And, you know, it took quite a long time. Like it was like, and it's a slow thing, a slow drip, you know, uh, but over the next couple of years, all of a sudden I began to realize my part in the, in the decision and the journey and accepting that and then led to that forgiveness that you're talking about. And it's freeing because, you know, it's just, it just nags at you. And, it, and they, they've forgotten about me, you know, uh, but so it's just so interesting. Yeah. I, I would say most of the time I, I'm, I probably hit the acceptance button, uh, in not too long of a time. Uh, my problem, Greg, is that, uh, I can be very sarcastic and passive aggressive. So when something happens, I have to bite my tongue for a little while because, mm. uh, uh, I can be quick. I can be very pointed. And so when it's something initially happens, I have to be really, really careful. Now, sometimes it's taken longer than other times to hit that accept button, but I, I hit it fairly, you know, I do hit it. Mm -hmm. And I'm a firm believer and at a certain point you have to forgive that person because otherwise yeah. you're just dragging this crap around with you and you're bringing it into whatever you're doing next. Um, and at a certain point, sometimes the transition isn't even about you. It's about the organization, what it needs. Mm -hmm. You know, you might've done a bang up job and next thing you know, you're out. And yeah. it, it, sometimes these things have absolutely nothing to do with you other than your number came up. And, I and, and I, I doubt very much other than a, and a cause at cause type for cause type situation. A lot of the time, it's just somebody thinks they need to make a difference in the organization. And, mm -hmm. I think that helps with hitting the acceptance button. Sometimes it isn't actually about you. It's just, it's a big organization and they had to pivot. And I hate that word, but that's what happens sometimes. And sometimes some people get left out and it's not happy. It's not a happy time. It's not, you're going like, I have busted my butt for this organization mm. and now I'm out. And, and, you know, if people aren't given enough context, if, if there hasn't, if they haven't been, handled well, then, uh, you know, people have some problems with that, but at a certain point you have to hit the accept buttons for yourself and kind of the cream on top of the cake is at a certain point you 
need to forgive the people that you think did this to you. And yeah, it's just the way you do. It's it's healthy. It's hard. It's grown up stuff. You know, you got to pull up your pants sometimes and just do it because you know what? You have the rest of your life. You have, uh, you know, people that love you, care for you, and you end up doing something else and, and hopefully finding a place that, uh, you know, builds you up, that you can grow, that you enjoy working with other people. And it's so important to look after yourself. Great. 100%. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Wrap up, man. I think that yeah. was my wrap up. So I'm good. Yeah. I, well, I think so. You know, just trend transition is going to happen and it's uh it, positive or crunchy plan for it think about the impact and then prepare for it um deliver it with care positive or not so positive and be present and uh and build a recovery plan a support plan especially for those folks that are left but also with those folks that are going. So really it's just being thoughtful and, uh, and caring in, in the approach. It will uh, make a difficult situation so much better. It will um, reduce the amount of impact on the uh, um, potential and the performance of the organization. Uh, and it's just the right thing to do. I agree. You got to care for the people before, during and afterwards. Yeah, 100%. So listen, folks, we hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope we didn't uh, say anything that you found offensive or made you angry. This, Greg, is definitely a subject that needs your philosophy, without a doubt. Well, not my philosophy, but for my early coach's philosophy, and we say it at the end of every podcast that we do, and that is that uh, she she actually shared in my coaching with her that – um, there are things we're going to talk about that are going to get you excited, give you a little bit of joy because you've been making traction, moving in the right direction or you agree with. But there's also going to be stuff at times that are going to feel a little crunchy and you may even be a little peeved off at what our conversations have. And she said, but remember, in both of those scenarios, they're just indications of opportunities for growth. So both joy and gives you traction and momentum, but crunchiness allows you to pause a little bit and reflect and say, what is in here that I might want to hold on to? And then what do I want to let go? But that hold on to stuff is like gold. So we do hope in these podcasts that you might feel a little bit of joy and a little bit of crunchiness. Um, But in both cases, think about how does this help me advance me as a leader, as a team member um, at work. And who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. As you take your journey, whatever your role is, who are you talking to about your progress, your struggles? Uh, chances are there's somebody out there that's dealing with similar things or has or will. Uh, and having a conversation with somebody rather than being an island is a very, very good thing. Agree 100%. So shout out, Greg. Mm-hmm. Gidnia, Poland. I apologize <laughs> for the pronunciation. That's just the way I'm sounding it out. But uh, welcome to the party. Welcome. You know, we're getting quite a few. Uh, it's funny how it shifts a little bit sometimes. We for a while there, we were having uh, uh, a fair amount in uh, in in South America that were bubbling up, and and then it was in the it was in Asia Pac uh, kind of uh, area, and now it does seem to be kind of uh, Europe. There seems to be a little bit of a growth there, which is which is wonderful and surprising, and uh, we just hope that. Um, you know, whatever you pick up, um, that it's applicable. And our hope is that these are just conversations that 
you can not only listen to, but also can then have it with your communities and learn from each other and grow together. Yeah, I'm just amazed how um, the topics that we're talking about, everybody experiences in their own way, wherever they live. So uh, I'm encouraged by that. And, uh, you know, you and I talk about things all the time. And and uh, I think that's just, it's it's the thing to do just to, you know, we all go through stuff, good or bad. I mean, it's good mm-hmm. talking about the good stuff too, right? So mm-hmm. I agree. All right, I'm good. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Remember, take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.